everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Weeb Crew Podcast. I'm your host, Mumi, and joined with me as always, we have Psyotic. Oh, God. Yeah, we're... I don't know what we're doing here anymore. <laughs> I don't know. This is... The- this is this is this was literally planned like a day ago. So yeah, why am I here? Tell me how this happened. Okay, Mumi, you explain. Yeah, so we found this guy. Uh, I don't know. I think his name is Kenneth from uh from Florida. Yeah, Florida man. What can I say? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got Kenny Lauderdale here. Talk about some old shitty anime no one watched no one cares about well that was why i made the video i haven't like done a video in like a few months so i was like what can i talk about that literally nobody would care if i ripped into that has no cultural relevance whatsoever that like is so unknown that it can't be copyright striked because the company that made it made one anime and then they never made something ever again i was just like you know what uh i haven't talked about is majo demo study that hits every Did single you- one of those check marks. So it's just like, okay, fine. Burner video, because it's like, who, you know, who cares, right? Did you at all get baited by that, uh, like, poster for it, where it's just like this beautiful, like, colorful artwork? It's the perfect thumbnail, isn't it? It really is, yeah, which is why for my video, I, of course, put uh, Jeffrey Epstein and <laughs> uh, Carl Jung with face tats in front of it. Right, but that only. See, you're you're subverting expectations, and since nobody knows what the anime is in the first place, it's kind of meaningless. <laughs> like, your target market is people who have already seen Majo Demo study and know what you're talking about, which, you know, kind of works, I guess, for weirdos like me. Yeah. That or people who want to watch uh, Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> videos, I guess. Yeah, yeah, people, people who are a big fan of uh, Carl Jung will watch that video and be like, what? So yeah, before we uh, kind of get started, I guess, Kenny, you want to give us kind of a brief introduction for, you know, that one person that might be listening that doesn't know who you are? To be honest, I kind of fell into YouTube. If you've never watched my YouTube channel, it's divided kind of into three types of videos. They're mostly anime. Sometimes it'll be a recommendation, just a regular anime video. Sometimes I'll be making fun of something like Majo Demo Study because it's like, what what the hell even was that anime that I just saw? And uh, the other times it'll be like a retrospective, like a history video. I cover lost media and just really, really strange things that most anime, uh, most anime YouTubers and even people who are really, really into anime have never heard of. You know, stuff that interests me. I make videos for me at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, some people like what I do and some people don't. And uh, it's just, you know, Japanese media videos in general. I've done a couple of videos on, like, these old J-dramas and idol shows from the 1980s, too. So at some point, maybe I'll cover video games. But, uh, you know, I'll take it one step at a time. And recently, I covered an anime that was so... I don't even know how to explain it. So poorly thought out that... uh, yeah, I don't I don't even know why it's getting views, to be honest with you. It's <laughs> it's getting up there, which is weird. Well, good thumbnail and good title, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's instant thumbnail material with that fucking poster. It's like what it, what is this? What could it possibly be? And you're like, "Oh, that's what it is." I think I think you're just you're becoming the uh the apple of obscure anime. You you release a video and the masses will be like, obscure anime man, release the video, we gotta watch. Yeah, like, I, like that was actually kind of a test for me, because out of nowhere, uh, YouTube started recommending, like, my second video ever, which is just this stupid review for Twinkle Heart, 
like this OVA about, about a bunch of girls with Dragon Ball Z scouters on their heads fighting like ninjas and stuffed animals and stuff. Just a really weird, oh God, cute, yeah, yeah, completely random heart. OVA. And out of nowhere, that got almost a million views. Just like YouTube was like, well, I guess this channel is recommended material now. So just like, is this like a, I don't know, like a joke? Why am I able to literally make a video about any anime as low effort as I want and people will still watch it? And apparently uh, that is the case, as I just did my laziest review ever, uh, just to kind of get back into the swing of things. I just wanted to put something out, to be honest with you. And uh, it just happened to be the the test anime that I put that out there was... It's not like it's bad in a literal sense, but you watch it and then it ends and you're like, what the hell was that? You know? <laughs> it's just like, huh? Yeah. It's beautiful in a way. <laughs> it's, a, it's, very, it's very bubble era in that sense. In, in the sense it was just like, this was made somehow. A, a committee approved this. This was thought, they thought this would be profitable. Yeah. I, I don't think it was. I mean, you look at it and the company that made it. They have one other credit. It's for some, for something called like a hundred monkey stories or something like that. Some kids anime that they distributed. They didn't even produce it, and that's it. I think it was like uh, well, there was one other thing, coin like had like Koino Uta or something like that. Something like that. Uh, my my general like people like to say when an anime is really bad that it was like a money laundering scheme, but like this really does seem just like peak bubble era money shuffling to me they were just throwing that shit around in 1986 you can just get anything me oh yeah they could spend a million dollars on the dinosaur statue they didn't care <laughs> this one just so happened to start the uh whole money laundering scheme of uh light novel adaptations oh, light novel adaptations jesus christ second glitter sorry i think what is the earliest light novel is it crusher joe i feel like it's crusher joe yeah probably it might not be crusher joe We'll have someone fact check it. Not any yeah, of us. Someone, someone's already commented. <laughs> so how did you guys find this anime? Because I found it because uh, I like to just pick anime at random from box art, and it looked very pretty. And uh, it's like one of those caterpillars in the Amazon jungle where it's bright, and you're like, why has nobody touched this thing? And then you watch it, and you're like, oh, that's why it was so brightly colored. You just picked up a poison dart frog. <laughs> You see, we're we're a step beyond that, where we created a random generator that scrapes mal, uh -huh. and wait, we literally wait, just hold pick... on, hold on. Was I, was that was that a random? Okay, so we, I don't know. So I don't know. Group if that watches was that we do like weekly, sometimes, sometimes, and either Moomoo will pick stuff out, or I have a randomizer that will just give me random stuff to certain specifications on my anime list. Uh, and I don't remember if that was either Mumi's idea to watch this or if it came up on my randomizer and I was like, hey, we're going to watch this. I'm going to subject everyone to it. This one I think I did pick. Um, it's because of, of the box art? I probably would have just found it through the people who subtitled it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just go through on uh, Nya and just download everything from people that have uploaded like two or three things that are relatively obscure orphan and i haven't heard of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so i'm like oh let's just try to watch all of these well sometimes bad anime will kind of gravitate towards one another i posted a picture uh, of a yahoo auction that i found where it was a bunch of laser discs it was like three of them as a bundle and one of them was twinkle nor rock me and one of them was this and one of them was some other third anime which i'm like afraid to look up now what that thing is 
Um, and really, you know, when, when you see an anime where it's like on Mal, it has a lower than, than five out of 10 score. And like the review is from one guy who reviewed it during the pandemic and he doesn't know what to say about it. Then you're like, really, uh, you should probably be staying away from that, but it's good YouTube video material. At least I think we had fun with it. I don't know if either of us would necessarily. Oh, I, I dearly, I dearly enjoy this. It's okay. It's entertaining in the worst ways possible. You're not gonna, like I said in the video, you're not gonna be bored. Oh no! While you're watching Maho, uh, Majo Demo study, but at the end of it, you're gonna be like, "What am I doing with my life? Can't I do better than this?" <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem might be you. Might, uh, did you watch this on your own? Uh, I did a watch party in uh, my Discord oh, of did. it uh, okay. a few months back, gotcha. and everybody who saw it was like, Kenny, we don't even know how you would make this into a video. You should probably move on to another project. But uh, I've had this on the back burner just as like a backup video for a while. For obvious reasons, uh, you know, YouTube has these rules. They don't tell you what they are, but like, God help you if you break them. And uh, one of the rules that uh, that they have is don't uh, don't show like topless anime girls in your video, which is I would say is a is a big one. I think everybody knows that. It's not even like a particularly like tantalizing, or at least I didn't find it to be. Well, it it's isn't because like... the whole thing is supposed to be like a like a light erotic comedy. Yeah. However, YouTube's like you know it's bots that scan every single frame of your video. They can't tell context, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like... just based off of that. Your, your video might be perfectly fine to put up, but it just won't be sent out to as many people. It'll be sent out to, like, 30% as many people as your previous video. Yeah. And like, YouTube doesn't tell you that, but, like, you know that you're not supposed to be putting too many skin tones and stuff into certain videos. It's it's all kind of superstitious in a way, but, like, you know what's going on in the back end. Yeah. Yeah, you can't show, you know, cartoon tasteful nudity, but, you know, it's fine if you, you know, body paint and... Oh Just god! Ha- let it all hang out. Right that there. fucking Pikachu. Dude. You probably don't know what that is, but yeah. Nobody, nobody searched that on YouTube. No, no one needs to see that. Christ, you just found straight porn on YouTube. To be fair with millions of views. True. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, if you just type the word anime into YouTube, you'll see some very suspect thumbnails for things. Oh that... god, yeah, like like TikTok like compilations and stuff. That's actually a pastime we do where we'll type in anime analysis and just go to the or like anime review or something and just go to the most recent videos. No, see what 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 you need to do is you need to order you type anime into YouTube and then you'll you sort by views, but then you filter by today. And then you find the videos with zero views. And if you find a single video that isn't some sort of TikTok re-upload, and it's just a guy talking into the screen, that's generally some pretty good stuff. It's probably William Chow. <laughs> oh, yeah. God bless William Oh, Chow. yeah, William Chow. God, yeah. He owns, like, a comic book store that sold anime, and he was, like, an old-school fan subber. He is just a, uh, like, a wealth of information, and nobody is even paying attention to him. Yeah. I actually emailed him to see if he wanted to come on this podcast. Not this one specifically, but, like, another episode. And I yeah. have not heard back from him. Gotta get, <laughs> so gotta I don't get know. contact somehow. Well, generally, like, the way that I see it, if somebody is is passionate about something, and they're talking to the void of YouTube, and they're reaching no audience, but they're still doing it, then they probably genuinely care about what they're doing. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. he just seems like one of those people that's been into anime forever and really loves what he does. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely subscribed to that guy. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, a lot of his videos are just like show and tell because he just has so much stuff. It's insane. Oh, yeah. He did a whole video where he's like, and here's all my hentai doujinshi. It's like, yeah, let's take a look like at a- those. 
I'm just like, well, I guess I can't do a video about that, but I'm glad that he's doing it. I only wish he'd like had the means to like hire an editor or something. Like I like the the almost like campy old school feel of his videos to a degree, but sometimes right, it, but it's to his detriment. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he just had a little bit better production, I think he could take off pretty decently. All of his videos have like white noise in them and stuff. I, I, I think <laughs> I kind of like that at that point. Cause it's like, all right, yeah, this is just ASMR. Fuck it. Yeah. So his videos are a little bit bland, but they're informative. So yeah. Like, people like us, we care because he actually has info that like you cannot find anywhere else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, however, those types of videos, they're just not entertaining. And that's uh, that's the problem that I had with the uh, Majo Demo study situation. I was like, well, I can like look into the minutiae of every single person that worked on this anime and try to give this some legitimacy. But then I looked at it. I'm like, the company that made this doesn't exist. I'm like, that's odd. Uh, and then you look into the director is listed as an Osamu Kobayashi. Now, who is that? He worked on the first episode of Creamy Mommy. Why is that important? Guess what happens in the first episode of Creamy Mommy? Big ol' police chase. What happens in Majo Demo's study? Gigantic police chase. So, this is like speculation on my part, but I think they came to this guy, right? And they said, we saw that you did Creamy Mommy. We're gonna farm out this anime to a small studio. We're gonna sell it under, like, a shell company. Just do whatever you did in Creamy Mommy. No one's even gonna watch this anime. 35 years later, this anime has never been re-released, and uh, I think that's basically what happened. Yeah, it is It is out of print, probably forever. If this somehow, now this just gets announced, like, oh, we're releasing it on Blu-ray. I'm going to be like, Yeah, Discotech isn't going to be, like, putting this out again. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, so Discotech. On the just, phone. like, throwing money into a, like, a paper shredder. Yeah, but unfortunately, you're like the Elon Musk of, uh... Obscure anime. So now the Majo Demo Steady Laserdisc are up at least two dollars on eBay right now. If if I Can could you find Laserdiscs, I don't know. Well, here's the thing about Laserdiscs: it's not like they're a, a good investment. No, they were. Uh, you look at like Orphan Fan Subs, who has done digital rips of Laserdiscs like crazy lately. Yeah, uh, they restored Twinkle Nora Rock Me, and they said they had to find like seven Laserdiscs of Twinkle Nora Rock Me, of which they made maybe I don't know five thousand total ever. In 1986, I believe it came out. Maybe it was 87 or something like that. Yeah. But my point is this. They had... The 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 discs are so, like, poorly made that they're literally just crumbling away as oxygen gets in between the layers of the laser disc. And they had to digitally rip, like, seven copies of Twinkle Nora Rock Me, average together the image. Yeah. And they said if they didn't previously have an audio track from the anime from like 10 years ago when the first rip was done they said the audio was so badly distorted that they wouldn't have even had an audio track so it's not like you can buy a copy of majo demo study and put it on ebay and be like hey this is worth a ton of money you can you can't even play it yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah, uh yeah. you buy it for the art at the most i guess or just to say that you have it in your collection. Yeah, but nobody's gonna <laughs> brag that they that they own this. I, I don't even like admitting that I saw this anime. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what's also interesting, uh, Nora Rock Me, is that the other side of the Laserdisc was like a making of documentary, which I've never... Which is subtitled now, by the way. Big shout out to uh, Marty for doing that. Yeah, I need to actually like, sit there and watch all of it, but I've never heard of like any other like OVA release on Laserdisc like, having something like that. 
I just always assumed like the other side of the disc was like lost space. It's almost like uh, Mercurius Satomi wanted to kind of distract people from the fact that the anime was so bad. They were like, we got to add something to this thing. We know it's an absolute train wreck. Let's put a making of on there and just pretend that we didn't know that like what we made. <laughs> That's like a decoy documentary is what that is. We've only got five frames per second in this. We have at least like 70% of the space left on this disc. Yeah. That's like one of those things where it's like, I am so confused about how. Because, okay, we've seen like anime with bad animation, but that's usually like somewhere in the middle. It's not front loaded. Right. That's why I said in the video, you start the anime and it's like, it's the first scene. They were proud of what they made. It's like, I don't. Yeah. And I, it's like, how does this, how does this happen? It's, it's like a production failure of like unthinkable proportions well the anime must have just not been finished yeah it's the only explanation i can come up with they probably went just off of the storyboards and they're like we don't have time or money to pay somebody to do in betweening and this is out here's your anime Enjoy yeah it. so it's like there we go paint the cells i just thought they were doing one of those motion comics <laughs> yeah oh yeah. god That's... Yeah, those like image albums where it is just like it's like a full album and then just like panning images yeah yeah i mean they've done that in anime a few times yeah it tends to not be something that's done because it's like you expect there to be animation in an anime it is yeah. right there in the name it's one of the three things that you need for something to be an anime is for things to be moving i think it's like the like the 80s like equivalent of like putting a cd in and then putting it on like a music player and having like neon cat fly across the screen it's like that but with like a laser disc so now it's just like drawings panned over right which really makes no sense i mean like a few modern manga have done things like that you look at uh at yotsuba yotsuba has like a soundtrack that you can listen to as you read the manga mm. and that was their compromise because like the creator of that series doesn't want there to be an anime yeah they're like well i put all my work into the manga to make an anime now is kind of like trampling over all that work that I put into it. So here's some music. You can listen to it with uh, with your kids as you read the manga. I'm like, okay, that's a nice compromise. But like if you were to put, like if it were the 80s and Yotsuba had come out in the 80s and you were just to put a bunch of manga panels onto a laser disc, that just seems like like supremely lazy. Well, I think the point is like... You you buy the album because you like you like to listen to the music and then it's just like on your tv i guess yeah that's been done a couple of times I, did you guys see my video on heart cocktail that i did oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's kind of dry and boring but like a few of the uh the anime and i like i said i'm gonna call them anime because i don't have a better word for it uh that the guy has released are basically just manga pressed to laserdisc with music yeah and you know that is a thing that exists but it's not it's not done very often what was what was that one that we watched, Sai? Uh, that was, I made the joke that it, it seemed like something that would just play in like the Gap in Japan, like on those screens <laughs> or like a clothing department store. Oh, Milk House Dreaming. Yeah, Milk House Dreaming. That one, because <laughs> it was that was basically what that was. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I mean, it's basically just like animation quotation marks. <laughs> With, like, music playing to it? It's the idea of anime. There are, like, animated segments every five minutes. Yeah, it would just cycle out. There was no, like, continuation or coherent. It's kind of how, um... uh, God, there's this OVA that's basically a a music video. Uh, What was it? Uh, Purple Eyes in the Dark, I think, is is what I'm thinking of. Where it's just basically a bunch of manga panels. It's like an MTV music video. It's very artsy, but it's not really anime in in, like, the strictest definition. 
Oh, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that you would think would be playing on a TV in the gap. Well, I guess you got, like, uh, Tori no Uda or um, Belladonna Sadness. I mean, they're pretty... Yeah, but that's an art house film. That's yeah, a little yeah, bit it's different. not quite, like... What's that, what's that one where it is just, like, it's, like, there's no uh, dialogue, it's just music? Oh, A-Girl? Yeah, A-Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw A-Girl. Again, it's a fantastic anime, if you have not seen that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so... Yeah, we... Yeah. yeah, that might be a video at some point, because... Uh, you know, you gotta kind of balance out the YouTube videos. You can't just, like, do a bunch of videos like Majo Demo Steady one on top of another. Not only do I not have the nerves to be doing that sort of thing, but uh, people expect, like, actual recommendations from a variety channel. So uh, that would be a good video to do just to be like, hey, this is really nice. Maybe you should go ahead and watch it. Or you could just recommend they watch... Uh... Majo Demo Steady to watch a dude literally fucking kill himself to kill him. <laughs> yeah, is that, like, literally twice, because he stabbed his doppelganger to death. They they freeze frame on that for so long. It's uncomfortable. It's like 10 <laughs> seconds of him bleeding out. It's like just that image of, like, him in, like, the fetal position. And I just, and I, when editing my video, I deliberately left out any of that just because it was like okay right because again i can't put that in the video like you're wondering why that video is just like using the first 50 percent of the anime as reference and being very vague about what happens in it i cannot even talk about or visually reference half of that anime hey i put all those scenes in my video i <laughs> was being like okay if someone sees this and then they haven't seen majo demo say before i want them to go watch it and then just see that and be freaked out and be like what the fuck it's like because he's like in the fetal position and he's like got this blank stare on his face it's it's unnerving it, it really is um and like uh, i don't know to for modern sensibilities i guess it just doesn't play right it's got all these stereotypes in it. Oh, God. Uh, halfway through the anime, you might get a seizure because it blinks black and white over and over again. I'm assuming they were trying to save on animation cells. Have, you don't see that happen when, when often. These, when, these, uh, when these gay men at a bar all just turn into monsters. It's like, oh. Yeah, and like, I can't... I, I <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and I couldn't say that in the video either because like, even bringing up these subjects, all of a sudden, like, if somebody points out what you were talking about in the comments, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, YouTube, like, scrapes YouTube comments, too, in order to try and figure out the context of what your video is about, so. I think to an extent, yeah. That's why I always comment on every video that it was it was good until they started rambling about the Third Reich, and it's kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> every video is well just some of those th some of those comments like i'll get comments on videos where i'll get the notification bell where it'll be like this huge gigantic comment from like a person who was clearly not a bot and then i'll click on it and the comment is gone so sometimes i'll get i'll i'll notice i'll get comments that are just like deleted yeah without even going to my spam folder because there's like some automated system in the back end that like picked up a word that you said just now and just like you it, it you don't even get notified that your message gets deleted when you start saying stuff like that yeah I, i'll notice that too and it's not even like sometimes they didn't even say anything that would you know cause that yeah but you'll like click on like even with like i don't we only get what maybe 10 comments in our videos yeah and right you'll right click and, on one uh, it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason either i think somewhere in the back end some people have probably said things by accident that YouTube is like, oh, now this account is like marked for all of their stuff is going to be under higher scrutiny. It's yeah, really like shadow banned or something. Yeah. Bow down to our ABC Google overlords. Yeah, sorry. You talked about sailor suit and machine gun in reference to a 
J drama from the eighties. Now none of your YouTube, ch- uh, you know, comments show up ever. We're never going to tell you about this, by the way. Can't believe you didn't get into like the anima and animus, uh, anima and animus. <laughs> that whole entire section of the video, it's it's like it's uh naked people in front of pyramids. <laughs> how the how you even approach that? I mean, really, the whole ending to that anime is their their bodies get combined into like uh, I don't <laughs> know some sort of. Yeah, it's like you can't even you can't even like address half of this anime. Oh, but then they just separate later. Who cares? That's yeah. uh, fine. They got better. <laughs> you got they got better. Yeah, just gotta wait a week. It'll go away. This is one of those anime that I don't regret watching, but I could not imagine like if I tried watching this on my own, I would have just had a f- miserable time. Oh, right, yeah. exactly. That's kind of what happened to me. And uh, really, the worst thing that an anime can be is completely unremarkable. At least this was entertaining. I wasn't bored while I was watching this. I, yeah. Like with like bated breath, every scene, I was like, "What the hell is going on? Where is this leading to?" And then it just ends, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" Not like a uh... you know. Mumi, what's a, what's a really bland OVA we've seen? We've seen a lot. Uh, I don't know. Fucking. Yeah. Oh, a bland one we've seen? Yeah, I don't know. Mermaid Forest? There, There's a ton of them. Um, I've had this one comedy video that's like, I don't know, 24 minutes long right now on the back burner for this one 1990s OVA called Kentoshi. Kentoshi literally translates to boxer, by the way. The name of the anime is just boxer. I bought it because it was literally one yen. It was the cheapest anime I could find on Yahoo Japan. <laughs> and you watch it and you're just like, this is the worst Rocky parody I've ever seen. And it's just boring. There's nothing notable to say about it. It doesn't have any really bad is it animation. A parody or is it like a serious like sports thing? Right, right. Like a boring sports anime is like my definition of anime hell. It's just there's nothing to say. And when an anime yeah. is completely unremarkable in every single way, then you can't even make fun of it. You can make fun of uh, Majo Demo Steady if you wanted to. You know, it's got a guy stabbing himself to death with a knife naked. Like, that's a notable thing. You can say that. Yeah. But uh, if there's nothing to say about an anime, it's like it doesn't exist. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, sweet Spot. That was a bad one. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't even. Have Bride I of seen Deimos. Oh, oh, Bride of Deimos. Bride of Deimos is just incomplete. It just ends. There's a lot of anime that just end. Uh, I used to have a review of, uh, and I said this on the other podcast too, but it's one of the only anime I can think of that just stops, which was uh, uh, Panzer World Galleons. Like they got halfway through the anime and then they're like, and the bad guy got locked up. The end. Credit roll. Oh. Oh, then you got like. Mighty Space Miners? That's a fucking travesty. Yeah, because that was supposed to be longer than it was. What was it, like two OVAs? I want to say it was is greenlit for like six or seven, and they only produced two. And they're actually really good. So... California Crisis was also famously like discontinued, and it ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. According to uh, Fred Patton. Yeah, Fred Patton. Uh, he said he talked to Hero Media Associates, whoever they are. That sounds like a Yakuza company to me. <laughs> And, um, like, according to him, he talked to one of the producers and they were like, yeah, we were this. This ends on a cliffhanger because we're planning to do more and we're producing a sequel, which is more like just investor talk. Yeah. In my eyes, they're like, oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a sequel. Please give us more money. We definitely did not make this anime to hopefully appeal to the American market, which they never sold to. I, I've heard rumors to the effect that there was like a mail in 
uh, order form where you could order California Crisis from America. So there may be like a very badly subtitled or maybe even even like English dubs version out there. Ooh. But I have heard no concrete evidence to that fact. Yeah. But you look at it and it seems like they were like, we've got a couple of OVAs. We want to ship them all, all over America. And they, I, I don't know even know if it's the same company that I'm thinking of, but there's an English version of uh, Dream Dimension Hunter Fandora. That's lost media and uh, only exists through the two clips that I have of it. And uh, that's just like never popped up because nobody bought it because it was like over $100 to order through the mail. So or uh, do you know Alice in Cyberland? Yes, uh, that was that's a candidate for a video in the future because uh, it was canceled after two episodes. And if you make a YouTube video called canceled after two episodes, people will click on that. Uh, and technically, it's like a precursor to some of the aspects of Serial Experiments Lane, which is kind of interesting. So. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the stuff in there feels like it's got like, you know, cyber terrorists and all that. So it's like, it's kind of a prequel. You can see what like Konaka was like, already thinking about. Uh, right. You can tell Lane. that there's ideas that would have led into Lane. And, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm too scared to do a video about Lane because one, everybody knows about that anime already. So it's like, what? context could it's, i possibly yeah, give to it everybody's yeah. already talked about it to death um but yeah doing a video on that it's like well have you seen serial experiments lane here's all these ideas that led into this it wasn't good but this got canceled so lane could you know be created at some point so maybe there was <laughs> some good cyberland crawled so lane could run yeah somebody did a video about it by the way i think it was like bob samurai or, or somebody oh yeah um, because I was looking, I was looking into it. I was just like, huh, this one guy who has like 50,000 subscribers seems to be doing retro anime reviews out of nowhere, but he didn't talk about the anime at all. There was like no actual info about it. Oh, just like, Hey, you know, this anime came out and it was bad and it was canceled. And that's the end of the video. Please subscribe. And I'm like, you can't, you can't really do a video like that. Like that's the kind of content I don't want to make. That's why I didn't like this video on Majo Demo Study because it's just the laziest thing that I could possibly put out. Yeah. But at the same time, this type of anime—that's the only way that you can get a video of, of this level out to people. I can't yeah. be like, "Hey, listen, most of this anime is, is topless anime girls, and there's a bunch of gay stereotypes in it, and also it might give you a seizure. Go watch it. <laughs> that will get sent to nobody. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah." Right, because you watch it and you're like, what the hell is this? What What is this story? Where did this girl come from? Oh, she's from a mirror dimension where your perfect lover exists. Okay, you're going you gonna to expand on that? No, it, it's apparently, it's got a lot of pyramids in it and it's, uh, it's headed by some alien god that will combine you with your perfect lover into like a hermaphrodite body, but it wears off. And then uh, the, the end... <laughs> Like, what could you possibly say about that anime? I tried. I tried, guys. I, really I, wish, I, I wish, like, the fucking, like, light novels were, like, translated in some capacity. Just be like, okay, what the hell am I missing here? So clearly stuff is being, like, cut out. Yeah, to be fair, like, you did cover a little bit of the information about it. The creator does gag manga. He's done some artwork for Tatsuro Yamashita albums. That's something notable that a few people would know about. Yeah. But really, you know, the the way I looked at it is... Those are, that's like giving legitimacy, uh, legitimacy to the anime to make it like it's got some sort of historical context, which I suppose it has maybe a faint glimmer of some sort of history. But that's that's taking away from the entertainment aspect of just being like, this anime is stupid. Don't watch it. 
And at the end of the day, people want to be entertained when they're watching a YouTube video, you know? Well, I think I think that's the thing. I was like, when I was going in, I was like, okay, this is definitely something I can I can make a funny video about. In a lot of ways, I think for me, research is like how I pad a script. Because if I if I just remove all that, the video is like three and a half minutes. If I put it in, we get the seven minutes, baby. Let's go. Right, it's padding, and I I hate padding. Um, there's this YouTuber who's doing. Uh, similar content to me right now. Uh, I think her name is Hazel. You guys, are you guys subscribed to Hazel? Oh yeah, Hazel. Yes. Yeah, and Hazel's yeah. videos are like an hour and a half long. Uh, like, okay, fine, you're giving people content, but like at some point you need to cut out some of the padding. I think. Like what's sad about her videos? Like we watched her. I think it was her Bari Kun video, and that was actually pretty good. Like it was, a, you know, reasonable length for the show. I think it was like twenty minutes. I think she removed it now. Yeah, which is why she took it down. Yeah, because it was a good video. And now, like, because we watched her, uh, we did, like, a little roundup for, like, seasonal anime. And uh, we watched uh, the Vladla video, kind of prepping for that one. We didn't that, even finish that. We got halfway. And yeah, and, and then that's... you just stopped, right? Yeah. In, in, my, in my opinion, my, my approach has always been to try very hard not to pad videos if it's going to be a video that's funny, it better be funny all the way through. If it's going to be educational, it better be educational all the way through. And um, there's certain anime where you're like, you know, you can't even begin to try to try and like look up history on them. Because it's like, I could have looked into every little person that worked on this anime, but nobody cares. Even I don't care. And when somebody is making a YouTube video and they're like feigning interest, you can really tell that they're padding stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that takes away a little bit of the consistency of the video, and I just don't like to do well, it. I could have made that video like completely different approach. I could have been like, "Hey, this is this anime. Uh, this is what it's about," and then like people would stop immediately when I start talking about like the history of the people that made it. They'll be like, "Why is he? Why is he talking about the history of the person who wrote this manga when all of his references are to stuff that we've also never heard of?" You know what I mean? <laughs> you have you have to be able to draw people into things that they know about and if there's if all of your points of reference are completely unknown it's like you're speaking an alien language at that point that's the uh the quandary of making videos on obscure anime <laughs> right you they have to be approachable it's like how do i reach these kids yeah because <laughs> I, I can't start a video and be like hey here's an anime you've never heard of it was by the creators of shonan baku sozoku so, you know shonan baku sozoku is a is is a is a parody name because Shobaku is like Bakudan, like his bomb, as we all know. It's like, and this is about the Bosozoku bikers. It's like, if you start name dropping a bunch of Japanese terms and series that people aren't familiar with, they won't know what the hell you're talking about and they'll just close the video. You know what I mean? Hey, gotta keep yeah. up. Get on my level. Yeah, you so like <laughs> if you approach a video being like, hey, this anime is very weird. This is the name of it. Here's what happens. Uh, would you like to learn about who made it? Because all the things that they've made, you've never heard of. No one's going to care, really, I don't think. And again, at the end of the day, that's just the approach to the video has to be a certain way. Uh, like, for example, I did the Golden Bat video. I was just like, Golden Bat is a spooky skeleton with a cape 
that's basically invincible that laughs at people in their face everybody can be on board with that and then you'd be like okay this is what the anime is about oh so he had a movie oh so a bunch of other stuff and here's some other things that you might be familiar with that tie into this character you can kind of build a video that way but when you have something like macho demo steady where the company that made it no longer exists the character designer who worked on this only worked on this one anime they also worked on uh, Pat Labor Movie Three as like a consultant or like a partial story writer, I believe. They were they were they wrote it, I believe. Yeah, yeah. They, so like you look at this. Yeah, Tori Miki's done a lot. You look of, at like, this, and stuff. it seems like they they lent their character designs to this one anime, and they were so disenfranchised with anime work afterwards that they never ever lent their like hands to a single anime afterwards. And you look at it at that from that perspective, it's like, oh yeah, I can see why nobody wants to be associated with this. Well, it's funny is you hear that like a lot with people in the industry where like they just like I'm actually working on a script for a video right now of a guy who uh, he was the guy who directed C3Boo. And after I don't know if you know who that that anime. I have but is it, is it recent or is it some OVA I haven't seen? It's from 2013. Yeah. So um, it's a late era Gainax anime. It was basically. Context. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the second to last anime that Gainax ever made. Oh, uh, yeah. That's probably why I haven't heard of it. Uh, last Gainax anime I saw was, uh, was Panty and Stocky, uh, Stocking, was that Gainax or his Trigger on that? Was, that? that no, that, that was, was Gainax. Gainax. Yeah. Was that the, was Gainax? All right. Yeah. And then yeah. Trigger was probably the last one I saw then. That. Yeah. He, he directed that and basically just quit the industry after that because his experience was just it's so like, awful. I'm not, yeah, I'm not surprised because like you look at Gainax and they are, they are literally a shell company that owns the rights to all of their older properties and nobody who like worked at the industry at the beginning is part of that company now and it seems like according to Anno they just shuffled around all their money and all their rights so they yeah. could just kind of make Evangelion like brands Dorito chips. Oh yeah. You know till the end of time. Yeah. Gendo razors. Yeah, Gendo, Gendo razors, tomatoes, <laughs> things like that. Well, now Kara owns uh Evangelion now, don't they? And yeah, Kara owns Evangelion and I think I remember reading somewhere that Panny and Stocking and Gurren Lagann are now owned by Trigger. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, that it's I don't know what's going on with Gynex, but uh, they're not the company that they used to be. And nope. uh, if the person who worked on the last thing that they ever produced quit the industry, then that's a telltale sign that that is probably not a company that's so good anymore. Yeah, they really lost their X factor there. <laughs> now they're Gyna. <laughs> they're Gain. Gyna. Oh, goddamn. I, fuck off. That's a stupid joke. <laughs> I hate you. It's because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> No one knows what the X Factor is anymore. Is that the X Factor? That's what I'm referencing. Well, you know, I, I would like to make tons of references to things that literally nobody knows about. And uh, if if I ever do put that video out on that boxing anime that I'm talking about, you can look up Kentoshi online. You won't find any info about it. There's three OVAs to the damn thing. And somebody started subtitling it. They subtitled the first OVA and then they just quit. <laughs> so, like, if that tells you what level that anime is at... Uh, my, my main point is this. It, I don't know if it's going to stay in there, but like in the script, uh, I got so bored about talking about it. And I'm like, and I guess there's a manga about it. But you know what? I'm just going to fast forward past this part of the video. I'm just going to skip it. And what I did is uh, I recorded the video to a VHS tape by sending a render of it to my PS3. And then I pu plugged my PS3 composite cable into my VCR. Uh, what I did is I fast forwarded the tape in real time. And then uh, I put, like, uh, some fishing show. I think it was either Orlando Wilson or something like that that I watched back in the 90s. And I was like, oh, too far. 
And uh, like making a reference to like an old fishing public access TV show is like something I want to do more about in the future. But I, I don't know. I've, I've looked at my analytics and it's like a lot of a lot of 20 year olds, not a lot of 30 year olds watching me, which is weird. Don't worry. The 90s are hip again. Just be self- more self-indulgent. Yeah. If you become self-indulgent enough, you just become based, I think is how that works. Honestly, yeah. Uh, the, the less you care about the videos you make, the more soulful they are, I, I believe. Clearly. Because uh, you look at you look at the heart cocktail video that was very calculated because I wanted to make that like a history video. And on a technical level, all the elements are there, but it's just not perfectly entertaining. You know, it's like you yeah, watch it yeah. and you're like, yeah, I guess that was a... Nice little romance anime that existed. I don't know if you needed to talk about it for like 20 minutes. But that's uh, the sort of thing where somebody will watch it once and they won't watch it again. But if you make a bunch of, I don't know, uh, fishing references in a video about like something like Majo Demo Steady, all of a sudden that holds up on on its own as like a a comedy video or something that's entertaining, you know? Yeah, it's quirky. And really, that's what people want to watch on YouTube, in my opinion. They either want something that's so off the wall like the curse of minky momo or they want something that's completely just making fun of an anime or they want a recommendation and anything anything that doesn't fit one of those categories is just kind of throw away yeah yeah <laughs> i i'm well aware of the uh i'm gonna say drought for like informative content on youtube a lot of the time where it's just like well, just animate oh. content in general is just drowning in uh Doraemon videos you type anime into youtube it's like every every other video that's recommended recommended to you or at least to me is like episodes of Doraemon in hindi am, am i wrong isn't that like the majority um, of anime videos on youtube there are a lot there are a lot of uh hindi like hindi reviews yeah because yeah. like you'll type anime review into into youtube and that like uh, you can't find something that is actually like informative. It's all here's one episode review of an episode of like uh, I don't know what's what's a what's a Fujiko Fujio anime that I haven't talked about. Pro Golfer Saru is anybody reviewing that? Maybe I should be doing a video on that anime. You've never seen Pro Golfer Saru, right? No, I have not. It's uh it, okay. So the creator of Doraemon, it was like a team effort. There's Fujiko Fujio F, and there's the other guy. And uh, one of the parts of that team made a golfing anime about this main character called Saru. He's a he's a monkey-looking dude who wears like a Freddy Krueger shirt that golfs. And the whole entire premise of that anime is him just golfing in increasingly more ridiculous locations. And uh, that's an anime that I like. I guarantee you, if I did a retrospective on that, it would get like a million views just because of all the Doraemon fans. But it's just like, ah, you know, that's not a video that I want to make. I know what will get views, and I choose not to do it because, you know, I got a little bit of, uh, got to have a little bit of credibility, you know? You got to have some dignity. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a video called Strangest Anime Yet and just shit on something just because it's funny and I want to kind of just get a video out just to have people laugh at it. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do like a retrospective on Doraemon specifically just because I know it'll do well. Yeah, my, I mean, I think my best performing video is just a movie review that didn't even, like, it's a relatively, it's not, like, obscure, obscure. it's got a Western release now, but uh, I, I didn't even put the video name in the title. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's how you gotta fucking play well, the system. Well, that's how it works, because you think of it this way, right? Uh, let's say I want to do a review on an anime. I know 100% that 99.9% of the people on YouTube have never heard of this anime, right? 
if I have the the word anime in the title, now all of a sudden that'll only be recommended to people who are into anime, right? But if right. I have the title of the video is They Drew Every Grain of Sand, people, one, who are not even into anime, all of a sudden now they might watch it. And uh, people that don't even watch cartoons will look at the title of that video and be like, what the hell is this video about? And they might click it out of curiosity. Um, but if you if you make the, the title of your video... Dragons have an anime review and dash like KLR, like Kenny Lauderdale reviews. Nobody will click on that except the people who are already subscribed to you. So if yeah. like you make your title just vague enough, you you get more reach, which is weird. I, I hate that it's like that, but that's that's how the site works. That's the platform. You know, it's funny you say that because I had a friend who uh, he's not into anime at all. And he's actually seen your uh, laughing salesman video. Of course he has. Cause you see the title of the video and it says the anime nobody bought. And it's just a guy smiling at the screen. You're like, what the hell is this? All of a sudden you're interested. I think you call it the vampire anime or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like uh, that video started where it was, um, uh, I think it was like laughing salesman retrospective. Then I changed the name to, uh, the worst selling anime ever, which it was like that for like two years. And then I, I, I was like, uh, I think it was like, uh, the worst selling anime. I dropped the word ever. And, and then I was like, nope, that's still not clickbait enough. The anime nobody bought. Like the, the less words that you have, the more powerful your title is in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have one word titles. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I didn't notice for the longest time, most people watch YouTube videos on their phones now. In, like, portrait mode. Did you know this? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> portrait mode. Yeah, so... Like, if you look at the analytics. So, like, my first videos, I gave them this, uh, this like, blurry border to make them 16 by 9. Because when I was doing them, them I'm like, uh, in my head, I was, I think it was, like, 2015 I started the channel. I was like, yeah, most people are watching this on, like, their TVs or their computers in 16 by 9 on a high-definition TV, right? And then uh, cell phones became so saturated that... 4 by 3 aspect ratio vertical videos apparently gives people more viewing room now. So, because, like, people are watching it in portrait mode on their phone. So it kind of circled back to, like, 4 by 3 being the preferred mode now, which is weird. Well, that does kind of make it kind of base, though, when you're doing a 4 by 3 anime and it's just in 4 by 3 Well, yeah, but it's consistency, isn't it? Because, like, if the video is blurry, then all of your video assets should be blurry, too. And it's like, if you're making a video about VHS... You gotta embrace it as an aesthetic, don't you? Don't you think? I think, so, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, unfortunately, like I, I'll do shit. If I do shit that's like a you know four by three ratio, I usually am referencing like tons of other shit, so I have to put it in nineteen twenty. Yeah, to say that, but, but you don't. You just crop off the the sides. That's what I've been doing. I had a video where I I started doing that where um. There's this Shonen Jump series called Silver Fang, where it's a uh, Ginga Nagareboshi Gin. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's about the dogs fighting bears. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted to watch that video, by the way. It's on the second channel for a couple of reasons. But I rendered that video in like four by three, and ever since that video, um, if the source is four by three, I'll just render it in four by three. There's no reason not to. Fair. Yeah. Because like YouTube will automatically generate sixteen by nine bars anyway, so it's like, what's the point? See, the future is uh, doing manga reviews in uh, portrait mode. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people that do that. That would be. I think there's. I think that actually literally exists. I think there's. I don't remember who did it, but well, YouTube Shorts are becoming really popular because of the whole like TikTok reupload movement. Yeah, so. uh, 
God, I'm really bad about that too. Yeah, I tried like, doing shorts. One. It doesn't fit my format. I know like Wang has done a couple of shorts, but it's just like, ah, eh, I don't know. It seems kind of yeah. I mean, if I could tool some of our shit and like make clips and do them as shorts, I would might do that. But I don't know. I'm how sure I, I could get that. millions of views by doing shorts. I just don't feel like it. It just uh, it feels weird. Yeah. You know, I I don't have a TikTok. I don't know what that platform is. Well, it's like you I know, don't either. It's very ADD. Can I say that? It's very frenetic. It's very fast paced and just like weird. I don't know. I'm getting old. That's the problem. I look at TikTok. I'm like, why would anybody use this platform? It's what ten second videos. Why, why would I watch that? Well, Sai is the zoomer here. Uh, Sai, explain why you use TikTok. Yeah. So I so I use TikTok, and that might be the worst thing I've ever admitted about myself publicly um and what's interesting about it is that it's a very insular platform because a lot of the time you'll go to like um someone talking about seasonal anime or whatever and they'll have like hundreds of thousands if not millions of followers on tiktok but they'll have other social media linked as well and none of it is anywhere near that level of popularity i joined their discord it's like maybe a thousand people tops yeah people generally don't jump platforms yeah Uh, i was thinking about doing like a like a twitch channel at some point just so i would have i suppose a a different audience because you you really do want to you know differentiate your content at least a little bit beyond a couple of sites but i I look at that i'm like do i really want to start up a twitch channel then i need to learn how to use twitch and then it's like even if i start up on that platform probably nobody from that site is going to go to youtube and back and forth so it's difficult yeah a lot of times it's just like ah stream on youtube i already have the audience here rather than being like posting like a message or a tweet or something you're not going to get as wide of a reach Yeah. yeah i don't i don't even use fucking twitter I basically just made mine just to whore videos out. <laughs> yeah, I, I barely use Twitter. Um, it's mostly just fun posting and trivia occasionally. By the way, I posted uh, those scans from Animage about Majo Demo Study on my Twitter. Oh. So that's a little bit of trivia. Size so to go uh, look those up. and I, will now, I now must revise my entire video. <laughs> Make an addendum. I like how YouTube lets you edit your videos, like to take stuff out, but you can't actually like edit to add. That would be kind of cool if you could do that. Oh yeah, that yeah. would have been great. Like make your videos twice as long, or just replace the whole video. Yeah, yeah add, it, add in like a ten-minute Patreon scroll at the end. It's just very yeah. slow. In one of my comedy videos, I was thinking about like straight up putting a intermission in the middle of the video because it was getting to be like an hour long. And I was just like, oh, that would have been hilarious to put, like, elevator music in the middle of the video with a bunch of just text, like, Adult Swim style. Just black background and yeah, white text. video just, like, stops. And uh, I saw somebody else had the same idea, and I was just like, damn it. It's not funny if somebody else has done it. And also, like, I don't like hour-long videos, by the way. Anything more than, like, half an hour, I would say, is a little excessive, unless it's yeah, maybe a stream yeah. or something. And once you start getting past an hour, it's like, a, you start becoming, like, a Joseph Anderson review. It's like... No. Well, well, it's diminishing gains, isn't it? I mean, like, even with Charge Man Ken, that video, it's 100% just me making fun of it. But at some point, like, if it, if it had kept going longer, it would have just been, it, it would have been too much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And I could have like made that, that video longer. Horse. There's scenes in that anime where people have, like, two left hands or two right hands or the voices of one character will come out of another. Like, I could have kept on going that's how wrong that anime is but it's it, enough is enough at some point you know at some point people get the point like, okay this anime is bad yeah this anime is bad they didn't color it that was that was a good talking point anime have colors 
in them generally. I will say, uh, Chargeman Ken is one of the most entertaining anime I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Very it's, en- much it's entertaining for all the wrong ways. It loops back to being one of the best anime of all time, which I've yeah. never seen that happen. It's like the high score on a pinball. But machine. at the same time, it's like made for kids, and I would not want a small child, like a small impressionable child, watching that show. Leslie, like they grew up to be like a very like hateful person. Yeah, I said that in the video. I said there's parts of this anime that I can't even show you. That's how messed up this anime is. And what I was referencing is there's that an- there's that episode where that dog gets beaten to death. Why is that an episode? The episode where, like, a dad, like, almost hangs himself. It's like, why? Yeah, I had to use euphemisms when I was even making that video. Because, like, he lived a 1970s lifestyle. And he's like, you know what? The future kind of blows. I'm just gonna end it, you guys. This this is... I had enough of being in the Charge Man Ken universe. I think I'm done with this whole, like, existence. I'm checking out. I'm re-rolling. Yeah. That, that was the... Yeah, that's why I was like, he's the only sane person in the entire anime. He's like, you know what? I, 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 yeah, I don't need this. Some of that is just like in a TV show, though. Like, it's baffling. It's baffling. And then you look into it and you look at the Japanese Wikipedia article where it's quoted like officially that the people working on it would often go to the beach to just not work on the anime. Fair enough. And uh, you're like, oh, yeah, nobody working on this cared at all. They were probably paid almost nothing. And then it was just so lazy and. You know, you it, it it exudes this kind of cursed energy to it that you can't really quantify into a video. So it's basically like Lucky Star, where they all went to the beach and uh, sang karaoke and shit and recorded themselves. But instead of recording themselves and producing Lucky Star, they didn't record anything and didn't produce anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are anime out that uh, like that out there. Like you said, Alice in Cyberland that lasted two episodes, and the second episode is it's like drawn on a paper napkin. It's like barely an anime. Is the sec is the second episode out? I've not been able to find it anywhere. It exists. Somebody subtitled and put it out there. It was lost media okay. for quite some time. So since we got you here, what kind of got you into I guess like anime and kind of more down the rabbit hole of like lost media and stuff like that? What what is what is it that kind of draws you to that and interests you in that? Right, well, that's two questions. Uh one, I, I got into anime uh same way a lot of people that grew up in the nineties. It was on TV. You had Toonami in the late nineties. That was kind of uh the saturation points where I would say most people were watching Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and really a lot of space shows for some reason in nineteen ninety eight. But uh yeah, you know, it was on TV and it was different from cartoons. It wasn't your Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry and, you know, Animaniacs, Animaniacs or whatever. Uh, and it, you looked at it and it's like, well, this is not slapstick comedy. This is very different from everything else that you've ever seen. And uh, it opened up a new world of narratives that you would like. Like, I would never really watch movies as a kid. But then all of a sudden you watch anime and you're like, huh animated stuff can have a story to it maybe i'll start watching some movies too and uh it really just kind of broadened your mind and opened up a lot of doors as far as you know taste goes uh so to answer your question yeah it was on tv and uh when all you're watching is uh you know nickelodeon and care bears and the smurfs and stuff like that all of a sudden you have something like uh you know, literally anything on Toonami, like all of a sudden Dragon Ball Z hits you and you're like, whoa, maybe I should be into this. This is way better. Uh, so yeah, to answer your question, same way a lot of people my age got into anime. It was on TV. Um, and really, you just watched whatever was on TV. You didn't have the internet. 
I, I, I know like most people don't didn't grow up in a pre-internet world, but like I didn't have the internet until like 1998 with those AOL.com discs that were in- oh, mailed. Oh God, yeah. So like they just appeared out of nowhere. They were just mailed to everybody's front door. We don't know where they came from. Uh, but yeah, that's generally how I got into anime. It was on TV and just you know snowballed. You know, you just start going to Suncoast Video. You buy vhs tapes you go to your local library you rent everything you can get all of your friends have anime tapes you trade them between one another and then you just uh gain an appreciation for this entire thing this entire world of animation that you didn't even know existed uh as far as the stuff that i do on youtube it's more of a natural selection type of thing Uh, i'll give you an example majo demo study the company that made that anime does not exist you cannot give me a copyright strike for talking about Majo Demo Study, for using three to four second clips of that anime, because the people that made it, they do not exist anymore. Who owns it? Nobody knows. Make fun of it all you want, nobody cares, you can have some fun with that. But uh, if I were to do a video on One Piece, or some Toei anime, or something by Sanrio, or, or Toho, or any of these companies that like to just kind of delete your channel for even mentioning that you enjoyed their anime. Um, you can't really do that these days. And it's really sad. Because you see a lot of uh you see a lot of channels who are very clearly passionate about popular anime. Uh there's a uh there's a channel that I have featured on my like featured channels tab on my YouTube channel called Magical. And Magical got so many strikes for talking about Pretty Cure that his channel was literally one appeal away from just disappearing overnight. And all he wanted to talk about was Yuri anime, shoujo stuff, and magical girl anime. And that guy really, really loves the anime that he's into. And all of a sudden you wake up one day, it's like, oh, Toei decided that they want your channel wiped off the face of the earth. Why? They say that they own every video that you put out. Why is that? Because you use like a couple of three second clips to illustrate your points for review. And apparently like fair use does not exist in Japan, which really to me never made much sense. Because you look at the 1980s uh, anime environment and every single character from every single anime would just show up in the backgrounds of other anime. Dirty Pair showed up in the background of, like, half the anime that came out in 1987. You just look at something like Comicat, where it's just, like, all these, like, fan works that are just totally derivative of, of other things. Exactly. How does this exist? You, you look at, uh, you look at, like, Studio R, who worked on the short that, uh, the short for, like, Pony Metal Yugaim, and every single person that worked on that, uh, on that short, one of them was the co-founder of Studio Bones, or maybe it was Madhouse. I think it was Bones. Bones made Full Metal, Alchem- Full Metal Alchemist, right? Wasn't that Bones? Yeah. It's yes. probably Bones. Yeah. Uh, and like every other person who worked on that short either went on to be a prominent uh, artist or maybe a director or somebody important in the industry. And that was all off of off of like a fan short, right? You look at um, you look at Magical Emmy. Yeah. Uh, Pony Metal Yugaim shows up in the background of a bunch of episodes of uh, of of uh of a uh, magical emmy and you look at uh like even the the hentai so, uh, you know side of that there's like episodes of uh cream lemon that have cameos of pony metal pony metal yugaim in the background and you look at that stuff and it's like man everybody was so tight-knit they were all referencing e- each other's stuff 
and it was a better environment to make anime. You could have the cat from What's Michael show up in the background of a bunch of anime, and you, you, you know, your anime wouldn't get, like, nuked off of the internet, because there was no internet, and all these people, all these animators, they were tight-knit, and they were all friends, at least in a business respect, I would assume. And, uh, you look at, uh, there's a Blu-ray for, like, Dirty Pair Project Eden, uh, that has, for a couple of frames, has, uh, characters from Space Family Carl Vinson, because the character designer for Space Family Carl Vinson, Asari, he worked as character designer for the monsters in that Dirty Pair anime. Really? The Blu-ray for that anime has those frames just scrubbed. They they digitally removed those characters, because there's like three frames of animation that reference uh, Space Family Carl Vinson, and for like legal reasons, they can't even have three pictures, three frames as a cameo, as an Easter egg from like another company. It's really sad. Yeah. And that kind of seems to have bled into the anime industry at large. And that has also, you know, as an extension of that, has bled into YouTube, where you have whoever's at the at the head of these companies saying, we don't even want you using a screenshot, a piece of artwork for our anime as, like, the background. Like, you couldn't even have, like... I've seen people where they're like, yeah, I had a still image of a Dragon Ball Z character and I just talked over it and, like, I got a strike from Toei for a still image. And it's like, at that point, that's almost malicious, really, you know? Yeah. Like, even Japan has to look at that and be like, what, you can't use a single picture of an anime to talk over it? That doesn't seem fair to me. Well, weren't they, weren't they the ones that were trying to roll out that law, like copyright law, where you couldn't even post like memes on Facebook? Like that would be copyright like infringement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all it's all intertwined. You even look at like VTubers and stuff like that. They don't want VTubers to, you know, they are under all these contracts and stuff where they they can only play certain video games and they can only appear on certain platforms. And that's like now all of a sudden that's like a real life anime character. And it's like, what, I can't make a parody picture of Corone and put that on on uh, Twitter because I like, you know, her making fun of Banjo-Kazooie. It's like, no, you can't do that. We're going to sue you. It's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. So to answer your question, the videos that I make, uh, part of them are just out of necessity. I did a video on uh, Lava Thunder because, one, I wanted to know what the hell that anime was. And two, the anime never, didn't exist in the first place. So it's like no one's going to give me a copyright strike for it, you know? It's kind of this serendipitous, coincidental uh, situation that I'm in where the stuff that I'm into also happens to be the stuff that literally nobody cares about. And when you're talking about anime that are only mentioned like a single time, you have maybe a screenshot of them and they're from a company that doesn't exist. It's almost like bulletproof as far as the video staying up forever. Yeah. Uh, But I've even had uh, my Laughing Salesman video was claimed recently by... uh, by Shin A Animation, I believe, is the Doraemon company, and uh, they released it, thankfully. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's companies that'll manually claim your whole video just because you're talking about the anime. Yeah. And uh, if it's not something that was only released on VHS a single time, or Laserdisc in this case, like Macho Demo Steady, it, it just becomes risky to even talk about it. And uh, it's sad. You don't want to make a video and put a bunch of work into it, and then you wake up one day and it's like, hey, you got a strike and it was deleted. We didn't even give you a warning. Uh, some company from Italy claims they own the anime. It's just like, jeez. Yeah, my uh, Haruhi video that I did got claimed and taken down for a couple weeks. Yeah, so there you go. Don't talk about Haruhi. Don't, don't talk about anything anyone has ever heard of. Otherwise, 
your video will get Thanos snapped off of the platform. And it's not that I don't want to talk about, like, I wanted to do a whole entire video just talking about the background, uh, like, shots of Dirty Pair showing up in a bunch of different anime. And I feel like I can't even do that because, like, I guess I guess Sunrise doesn't exist anymore. Which is another thing that's weird. Did you guys hear that, like, yeah, Sunrise it's, changed it's, their, it's Sunrise their, their name? Sunrise is a different, yeah, it's like Bandai Namco animation or something something right which seems really corporate and soulless to me so i'm like can i even talk about sunrise stuff anymore yeah or it's just like no one like that it's like well ikuhara doesn't even exist anymore like he changed his name too yeah so so why do i do the videos that i do well because they're interesting because nobody else has done them and they're videos that i personally personally would want to watch i wanted to like when i did the video on the laughing salesman i did that video because i'm watching it and i wanted to look up a review on the laughing salesman and it was all these uh all these people all these teenagers and people in their early 20s who were watching the brand new anime and they were like hey uh episode one review of the laughing salesman and then they watched the show they don't get it they're like this is mean-spirited this is horrible show why is this a show about a about a guy who screws over people's lives? And this doesn't look like modern anime. This is garbage. I'm like, how do you guys not get that this was done by the guy who made Doraemon and it was made in the bubble era of Japan? And it's a show about not living, bo- you know, beyond your uh, means and like, you know, be careful for what you wish for. And it's kind of like this Twilight Zone sort of you know, cautionary tale that's this black comedy or dark comedy, I guess you could call about like, you know, being a businessman in Japan. And it's about this invincible character that just screws people over like Bugs Bunny sometimes, or I guess really Daffy Duck is the one that screws people over. Bugs Bunny tended to be the character where he was just minding his own business and he would never like do something unless somebody bumped into him with like a shotgun. Yeah, some asshole. <laughs> that, was, that was how I always viewed Bugs Bunny. Daffy Duck was more of the character that was like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, I I totally get that because like the impetus for what actually pushed me to start making videos on YouTube was I was rewatching Haruhi, and there's always been like this theory that's kind of floated around that's like, oh, Kian is the god in Haruhi, not Haruhi, and so I kind of when I was rewatching it, I was kind of keeping that in mind, and I was like, wow, there's actually like a lot of like multifaceted like layers to it that kind of support this, but no one's really talking about it so like i'd go on youtube and i you know look up people talking about haruhi and it's all just you know just standard reviews there was one video that was talking about that subject specifically and it's like a game theory spinoff parody thing oh and it, it doesn't even like represent the uh arguments very well or like even like the elements in the show that you could talk about and so it was like man i there's this whole element of the show that people just aren't appreciating like whether you believe in it or not, like it still has like the like it still supports that reading of it. Well, you, well, yeah, I agree with you on that. Basically, the way that I see it, you want to make a video that you would personally want to watch, and uh, what you put out is what you attract. So, if you're making videos that you would want to watch, then you're going to also attract people that like the things that you like. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I make videos on obscure shit no one watches like haruhi yeah exactly right because that's the stuff that i want to learn about i want to learn about golden bat that video could have been longer by the way like uh, like arguably common rider does not exist without golden bat which is probably something that i should have mentioned because you look at uh ishinomori his original design for common rider was like skull rider it was like a skeleton i could see that so yeah. 
I don't know. Seems pretty golden badish. So yeah, literally just golden bad. Yeah, I think that's the like the cool thing about talking about less talked about shows is you can kind of siphon through and try to find the, you know the diamonds in the rough and like kind of be at the forefront of like bringing that into you know the conversation and just finding things because like when you watch enough anime you kind of start getting to the point where you're like well there's not a whole lot left out there that's gonna really like floor me or wow me anymore and so you know siphoning through and finding like that one that people don't really talk about that you haven't been recommended a hundred times over um that actually really resonates with you is like a special feeling in itself yeah so you, you get to like share in that with everybody when you're talking about those kind of uh ovas and shorts and stuff like that as well as you know skirt around copyright that's that's a plus too well it, like i said it's a serendipitous sort of thing it just happens that that works that way like if i were to do a video on a girl i don't think anyone would complain but it is a possibility i mean like the company that made it is still around maybe he's got throwing that a uh, hard cut of the girl getting slapped to the ground <laughs> yeah god that was so alarming you're watching that and you're like what the hell is this she was she made a bunch of cookies or whatever that confectionery was and all of a sudden she's on the ground but i did want to ask like do you do you actually watch like creamy mommy for example did you actually watch all of creamy mommy most of it uh I think I might not have seen like a couple of the OVAs like Long Goodbye, but I saw the whole entire TV series. I mean, I like I like the Piero Magical Girl stuff. Oh yeah, you know Pastel Yumi, Creamy Mommy, Persia. You know, um, Minky Momo. I think is a different company as like Asahi or something like that. I haven't I haven't been able to watch Minky Momo yet. Just because Minky Momo is fantastic. Somebody sub uh, subtitling it, by the way. Yeah, they're uh, what they're on twelve. That only took thirty plus years. Hooray. <laughs> I want the 90s series to get subtitled, too. I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. It's the same writer. It's uh, Takeshi Shudo. Have you uh, have you watched Marvelous Melmo? Oh, God. Yeah. I've seen episodes of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. It's, uh, yeah, that's that's an anime that would be difficult to talk about on YouTube. I would totally talk about that on YouTube. <laughs> well, even when it was airing on TV, like, there was all these parents that were like, take this off of television. I don't want my kids asking me about, like, how babies are made. Oh, that's the issue they had. That's part of it. They're like, all of a sudden, kids were asking all these questions, and they're like, uh, uh, why, why, why are you asking this? Like, well, we watched this on TV, mommy. Want to know about what that was, what was that about? It's fucking anime making me talk to my kids. <laughs> Can't believe it. Like, she, she takes some pills and turns herself into a rat by reverting to a fetus and changing her DNA. Like, that, how would, do you, would you consider that to be a magical girl anime? That's the question. I mean, uh, how do you codify? Are the are the pills magic? Is that a type of magic? I, I guess yes. they are created by the committee known as God. I mean, the thing about magical girl shows, you know, at the beginning, not a lot of them were strictly like. I mean, obviously, Sally the witch, the first one, was a, literally a magical girl in the sense that she's a witch. But a lot of them after that. Well, by the way, the main character Majo Demo Steady is not a witch. You 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 can have magic powers, but like if you don't have anything that makes you a witch, like you, she didn't have clothes, she doesn't have the hat. There's no broom. <laughs> there, she would she didn't have spells. That's not a witch. They're hallmarks of being a certain character archetype. You have to have one of them. I don't know. There are a lot of naked witches. <laughs> maybe 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 that's more in the, like the, the light novels. I mean. I've seen enough, like, medieval witches. They often... Are you seriously that old? ...do shit and then are naked. I mean, that's close enough, right? Uh, does she use any spells? No. No. 
she just twirls her finger and things fly around like that's uh, yeah she has magic yes is she a girl yes does that make her a magical girl i don't think so you have to have more than just the two things. You got Bewitched, where she just twinkles her nose, and she does magic that way. Yeah, I suppose, technically. I mean, but she is a witch, though. Yeah, she is. She, more so than uh, Asami, or whatever her name is in Majo Demo Study. Yeah, somebody mentioned to me that they said, like, the first magical girl anime was uh, Princess Knight. I'm like, everything in Princess Knight points to magical girl, but you need to be magic to be a magical girl. Like, that's one of the things that you need. Well... So, like, that has everything else you need. Maho, uh, Maho Demo Study has all the other stuff that you need. You know, it's just too You halves. start getting into, like, themes and aesthetics and stuff like that. Get, get Kai in here. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a friend who, uh, uh, clear and sweet, we'll plug him here. Uh, he's very into Magical Girls, and he will argue with you that Devilman Crybaby is a Magical Girls show, so... <laughs> I suppose by the literal definition, you might be able to say that. Evangelion is my favorite. People are gonna Mahal look Shoujo. at you funny if you say that, though. It's like saying, "Is Paul Bunyan a kaiju?" It's like I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Technically, I suppose is Clifford the Big Red Dog a kaiju? It's like I don't know. I mean, he's got like he's a big animal, but you know, there's nothing malicious about him. He saves children, and then he'd be like, "Well, Gamera saves children, and he's a kaiju." So, yeah, my favorite kaiju movie, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I had a senile moment, and when you said Al. I, I thought you said Ted Bundy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Paul Bunyan, Ted the gigantic Bunny, the guy with an axe and a giant blue ox. This, this is like uh, American, you know, like American folklore at this, you know, at this. Point. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Do people know who Paul Bunyan is? Jeez, I don't. Do, do they teach you about Paul Bunyan in school? They did in the nineties. Uh, I mean, there would be you would have like yeah. children's books that would have all these like american folk heroes like john henry and stuff like that in them and obviously there were cartoons about them occasionally but i feel like that's probably fallen out of the public consciousness which is strange to me but i remember coming up like very briefly in like elementary school i guess but other than that no you you mean in between the uh brainwashing sessions yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in in between the liberal indoctrination well the 90s were weird (laughs) in that respect because like you would turn on tv and you would have a cartoon from like the 1940s be like you know some looney tunes cartoon and then like the the next the next thing would be something that was made like a week ago like a new episode of uh of, i don't know freakazoid would be on or something and then like afterwards the next episode all of a sudden it's pokemon so it, like you would be, you had all these different decades of animation just lined up you know one after another and uh i feel like there's a lot less variety now yeah now they just like syndicate shows long enough that they just keep pumping them out so like i mean the simpsons and family guy still just pumping out new shit they don't really play the reruns all that much yeah well not even that i mean you you ask probably people who are like teenagers like what cartoons do you watch and they'll be like i don't know i liked has been hotel and you're like oh geez is that is that what you're into it's like i guess youtube is the new tv really yeah i guess yeah it's kids are nothing wrong with has been hotel by the way that was a well animated pilot that they had going um but like yeah a lot of stuff is just gravitate uh, gravitating towards like youtube shows now which is i guess everybody's just watching everything on their little game boy style you know phones well, take me back to looking at porn on my psp <laughs> oh god what was uh what do they call it the playstation pornable oh yeah <laughs> so i i know you've mentioned in some of your videos that you buy uh you've bought like the the vinyl record you 
in uh for that one the anime on the vinyl record right because i wanted the box art to it there wasn't a good scan of it anywhere do you buy a lot of your stuff for your videos or do you have like a collection of just merchandise in general it's about half and half like i had i had twinkle nor rock me because it was worth nothing it was literally like one yen plus shipping and then i get it and i'm like is my laser disc system broken like why does it look like this and, you know had to do a video on that uh the other half of the time it ends up being really like really prohibitively expensive to do that sort of thing like uh the most i think i spent on a on a tape was uh I did a video on uh, on Elfie, you know, Coral Reef Legend Elfie of the Blue Sea. That was like a hundred something dollars for that tape. Oof. And there was already a, a there was already, already like a rip for it. I didn't need to do that. But yeah, it's about half and half. It just depends on what's available, really, and how deeply I want to get into something. Yeah, I've always been kind of curious about that because you mentioned buying some stuff. It's a case by case basis, really. I mean, like if if something is is ripped digitally in the best quality possible online on YouTube. It's like, really, what's the point of getting a physical copy of it? I don't buy much of anything, really, because you just download everything for free. Well, it's mostly <laughs> from, like, a presentation perspective. If I can't make the video look any better... Yeah. Uh, like, I'll give you an example. Um, there was this one video I was going to do about... Uh, it was an OVA called, like, Japanese Businessman Yamazaki, where it's, like, about a Terminator yes. robot businessman. Uh, we are big fans of yeah. that. And there was no there was no decent rip of that online anywhere. And then I ordered it because it was like one yen. It was very very cheap. Yeah. And then like a couple of weeks later, somebody released like a better version of it online. So I was like, ah, you know, there's very little that hasn't been been put online. Thankfully, you say that. I say that, but there's there's unsung heroes out there that are ripping VHS tapes and like digitally recreating uh, whole anime just from screenshots. I need all these knockoff Korean anime movies subbed. Yeah, those are hard to get. I couldn't even find a, a legitimate copy of Golden Batman because that was only released in South Korea and Mexico. On VHS. yeah, 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 it has like a. I Mexican, couldn't even find a copy like a of it. Mexican dub. It's just in Spanish for some reason. It's like why? We'll be forever waiting on Manchuri Coco. Uh, what's that? What's that one like Reddit meme? Lost anime. What Saki Sanabashi? <laughs> is that the one? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Wang. Do you have any idea how many emails I got after Wang did, like, three consecutive videos about that anime that doesn't oh, exist? God. It's it's very clear. Like, okay, people like us can clearly tell, like, okay, there's no way that this is on, was online on a deep web video streaming site or whatever. People don't even know what deep web means. All the, all deep web is, is is sites that aren't indexed by Google. Yeah, yeah. That's all that is. You would have to have a, a direct link to something. That's all that is. Wait, are you saying... Deep Web is not just a Deus Ex Machina for anything. It's like an unlisted YouTube video would technically count. I suppose. But yeah, it's like, okay, it's it's online on a streaming website with subtitles, but we know nothing about it. Yeah, there no, that doesn't make yeah. Here's the because thing, what? like when you look into it, um you can trace it all back to like some uh some anonymous post on like the paranormal board on 4chan and like yeah. the first the first reply to the topic is some guy saying that this is fake <laughs> and that this is a giant joke topic and that that like when you look at that it, 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 from that perspective it's like yeah obviously it's not yeah, real yeah it's a fucking like ex post what were you expecting the first guy was based uh, I don't know. Maybe most people are naive, but I think it's just most people, they want things to exist. They want something to be real, you know? Yeah. I think you get just like a lot of kids that are just 
into that kind of shit anymore. Well, they don't know any better. Like, yeah. when, when I was getting on the internet, like, in the AOL days in 1998, my parents were like, yeah, don't tell anybody what your name is on any chat rooms. Don't let anybody, don't give out any personal info. And I feel like that barrier of uh, entry to get onto the internet and that sort of easing of like learning that like yeah pop-ups are all scams like you don't you know you don't slowly learn how the internet works these days you're just thrown onto it with a cell phone and you're like oh cool there you know you want my credit card info sure awesome sink or swim you know they, they just don't know any better yeah they don't know that there's people that's that mess with people online just because it's funny like that sort of thing doesn't even pop in somebody's mind they're like well why would they make a story about a fake anime where would they go on the internet and just lie like that? What are you talking about? This sounds legit. <laughs> you really think someone just go on the internet and tell lies? Right. And then there's people who pretend that they believe that the rumor is true. And then people that don't know any better, that aren't in on the joke, all of a sudden they run with it. And then you have a search for an anime that clearly doesn't exist. And then all of a sudden, like Wang on YouTube makes three entire videos about it. Yeah, there's definitely like this weird disconnect between like older generations that were on the internet and like the younger because like i remember it was like back in the day someone found out your ip address that was some real shit you're like oh fuck <laughs> come to my house and murder me in my sleep whereas now they're just posting online they're like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be at my friend timmy's house uh his keys under the mat uh, <laughs> like <laughs> Post their full address, social security number. It's just like, what the fuck, dude? Another issue that I see is uh, people, they like lost media, but only if it's relatable to them. There's tons of lost anime out there Yes, that I could tell you about them and you just, you just wouldn't care. Example, there's a Robinson Crusoe anime out there. Go ahead and watch it. You can't. There's, an, a, there's like two screenshots of it. And like, I know that it's on a streaming service in Japan and it was also available in museums for a short amount of time. Mm. But, like, nobody cares about the Robinson Crusoe anime. Nobody's gonna, like, go out on a gigantic hunt for this thing. And, uh, because it doesn't have that mystique to it. It's not some, you know, horror anime that somebody's never heard of. You know what I mean? Tell me about the unreleased Hannah Montana anime. Yeah, see, like, people know what Hannah Montana is, but they don't care about Robinson Crusoe. It it has to have some sort of bite to it. There has to be a story behind it. Well, no one reads books anymore. I know. It sucks, right? Books are kind of overrated, let's be real. All right, well, I am out. I usually, like, scream, but I'm, I've had a long week. 